Are you ready to jump into some true crime docs, crime thrillers, and more? Check out our website for an extensive list of our favorite movies and shows at thesirenspodcast.com slash watch, and find our favorite true crime and thriller books and authors, some covered on the show, at thesirenspodcast.com slash author alley. You can even find special deals for Amazon Music, Audible, Discovery Plus, Paramount Plus, Showtime, and even Grubhub. If you're looking to jump in immediately, check out our pinned Facebook post for some streaming service free trials on us. You're listening to Sirens, a true crime podcast brought to you by the Sirens Network. This podcast contains explicit content, so listener discretion is advised. The opinions expressed on this podcast are solely the views of the hosts and do not reflect the views of affiliates, associates, or sponsors of this podcast. This is Sirens, a true crime podcast. Dunch goes from Baylor Plano to Dallas Medical Center. This is in Farmer's Branch. <laughs> until hospital officials could obtain his records from Baylor Plano. But then again, it doesn't matter because... They already got a letter and they already flushed yeah, them all down the toilet exactly. or whatever. They're all gone. So, um, early on, however, there are some red flags that surface. Yeah, like the murders. <laughs> nurses, are, <laughs> nurses wondered if Dunch was <laughs> under the murders. influence of drugs. While he was there, um, for instance, he came to work wearing the same scrubs three days in a row. And the reason why they know it was the same scrubs three days in a row is because there was this patch torn out on his ass. And <laughs> he, was, he wasn't wearing underwear. No, oh, he wasn't. I know, that, no. I know that in my mind, oh my he, God. Wouldn't, yeah. he wouldn't have worn <clears throat> more than once if it was bigger than like a nickel. But the way that you one. said that was like, like a whole <laughs> cheek is showing. Yeah, like his cheek. whole right ass cheek is just exposed. He's just <laughs> walking around doing surgery. The whole pocket's ripped out. <laughs> one of those old pajamas that button, yeah. and you unbutton him, take a shit. It's just it's exactly that big. Just his whole bare ass. Oh, God. What a fucking stupid <laughs> asshole. I could see that, like, if you fell asleep in an on-call room in your scrubs, and so the next day you just fucking get up but and no, he's, three yeah, fucking days he's in going home And, and you went back, home yeah. and came back like you're Yeah. And I want to mention that um, Dallas uh, Medical Center, they only, only did minor outpatient in, uh, surgeries. So just keep that in mind moving forward. No, yeah, like, we've seen how all his minor, no, minimally yeah, invasive know, shit's yeah. gone so far. So, um, but but the thing about it too is that, like like you were saying, these neurosurgeons, they're sought after. They can bring a lot of money to a clinic and they bring their patients with them. So this, this could be a huge cash cow for this Dallas Medical Center. So they think. So they grant him temporary privileges. Okay, now we're in July 2012. The next patient, Floella Brown, she's 64. Uh, let's just jump right in. So Dunch, during the surgery, actually severed her vertebral artery. It goes along the central core, along the spinal column. So he would have had to go all the way through the bone to get to that. Mm. What? Right? Am I right about that? Let me, let me double check that. Um, also, just so you know, for cash cow purposes, the least amount that the insurance will pay a hospital for a minimally invasive surgery is eighty thousand. They can go up to a million. Just saying. So you know. Oh my! God. For each yeah. each time someone lays on the bed, every time someone lays on the hospitals bed. are dealing with yeah. millions, billions of dollars. Yeah. So yeah, they're gonna let them fuck up like nine or ten more times. Uh, it's like ten million dollars, and then we'll fire him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did see at one point that he was uh, getting like. The clinics that he was doing this at, was get, their cut was like $65,000 or something for each surgery. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, he severed her vertebral artery. After this, of course, she's bleeding out, and he refuses to abort despite the blood loss. So, this is just for you to look, just to see it, just so you know what we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the vertebral artery is. That's how far into the bone it is. Oh, damn. So you, that's not something that you nick because it's just right there in between no. and you could have missed so, it. Yeah. You've got to cut all the way through that it's bone. It's in piece. there. Mm. The, yeah, it's in there. Um, so, so the staff tries to tell him 
that Floella is losing blood. We've heard this song and dance before. Uh, but this time, there was so much blood loss that it was actually pooling on the floor. And the techs were, like, scrounging, trying to clean it. Yeah, it, it was a nightmare. Like, it, this was your nightmare OR scene. There was blood everywhere. So, Do you know how much blood has to come out of a person that a suction canister can't catch it? Yeah, and, and how fast. Wow. Yeah. Some of those Ducantos <laughs> can do 50 ml a second. And the dumb part is, is that when Dunch is in there doing his surgeries, at one point he's even inconvenienced by this blood loss going, I can't see, there's so much fucking blood. Somebody get in here and get this blood. But he does nothing about it. That means, holy shit, that's a really good point of view for your argument that he's Mm -hmm. playing. He's Uh mad because he can't see what he's playing with. Exactly. He can't see Mm -hmm. what he's playing with. Somebody's interrupting. That's like if I stood in front of you watching TV on Super Mm -hmm. Bowl Sunday. He's mad because he can't fucking see to play. And he acted like it was an inconvenience and he wanted someone else to clean it up so that he could continue playing. Yeah. This dude's a fucking monster. uh, Yes. But it's hard to believe that there are people like that. So I can see that people are like, I don't know. Yeah, you don't don't, don't want to believe that. Because you don't want to believe that. You're standing in an office every day with fucking serial killers. Again, instead instead of trying to figure out where the bleeding was coming from or doing anything about it, he again packed it with anticoagulant. No, it's it, stop giving him that stuff. I'm, I'm curious about this joke. That's the second time know. he's used it. I, I don't know much about it because that was out of my scope. Completely out of my scope. It must so. be pretty, I mean, a common Are thing. Are you sure it wasn't like a quick clot paste? It was to called. Make clots? It was called an anticoagulant gel. Foam. You, it, you're meant to use those. Uh, so the vascular surgery, you know what I mean? Like they put them on sponges for surgery sometimes. And so like if you nick an artery, then they'll clamp the artery and they'll put that sponge right in front of it. And then it prevents the blood that's hitting the end of the pipe from making a clot and going back. Gotcha. Okay. 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 So I get that now. Okay. I was like, why the fuck is he just packing this tissue with it? That makes no sense. But it's because he's like, all right, they're going to fix everything. I just fucked up. So he's spraying this foam in there and going, there you go. Oh my God. That's, but I mean, it's meant to be used in like yeah. small dots. Like imagine decorating a cupcake, like that small of a dot. God, you're so slow. So the vascular surgeon could come in and look and go, oh, there's a dot right there. I got to get in there and figure out what's going and on. So oh, they he have clamped to like a fucking artery. Suck there it all, suction it all out before they you can do anything. You just put like a fucking lump in there with a piping <laughs> bag. And just blah, blah, blah. It sounds good. I fuck, that's actually, that's him kind of in a, in a weird Getting like, in Freudian their way. way. Yeah. yeah, getting like just going. Good luck finding what I fucked uh-huh, up, right? Yeah, I, I feel I fucked all this up. Good luck. So it's called surgifoam. Yeah, I've heard of surgifoam. They, they put it on sponges. Fan? Yeah, yeah, they put the, yeah. they put surgifoam on sponges. And actually, we have one of those in our cricothyrotomy kits. Yeah, a little in case. Very we cool. Fuck something well, I mean, you I fuck mean, up a cricothyrotomy, don't. you do not belong doing medicine to anyone ever ever again. So stop it. Cricothyrotomy is easy. There's literally no muscle tissue so between the skin and the tree. I'm going to show Bill what this looks like. Take a look, Bill. That's what they are. They look like, they look like yes, yes. Thank you. They look like a magic <laughs> eraser. Oh, Bill. And they, they, oh, goddamn it. <laughs> they Bill. do. I never thought of that, but they do look like <laughs> magic eraser. I'll never look at a magic eraser the same. And closes it and leaves it. So, because... Probably would have been better for her to put a magic eraser than this fucking dipshit being to touch her. Because of all the bleeding, uh, Floella actually suffers a stroke. Uh, hardware is also left inside of her. Interesting. Yeah. So that means Ooh, what do we mean that by he hardware? didn't even apply the anticoagulant. Because, like I just said, the anticoagulant's meant to prevent strokes yeah. from clots forming in the end and then traveling yeah. back through the vascular system. So he system. didn't... He a stroke is a blood clot touching your brain. It's yeah. almost like he's like, I'd rather her die than you guys be able to come in here and fix this fuck up, you know? Yeah. Well, because like you said before, he's completely dissociated from their yeah. object state. That's his toy. Yeah. And he's done with his toy. Like a child throwing it in the floor when he's done and so, shattering it so no one else can play with it. I think at this point he knows like he's going to get in trouble. He's got to, in the back of his mind, no, at this point. I don't know. But the voice in the front that's telling him you're it's untouchable. Like, too much fun. It, dude. Yeah, he can't stop. It's too yeah. much fun. He can't stop. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's an addiction now. So uh, she actually survived and woke up after surgery. Yay. Um, she said she felt okay. She had visits from her husband, her son, her granddaughter that night. 
but by 5 a.m. the next morning, she was li- she was convulsing and she lost consciousness. You tricked me. I thought she was going <laughs> to make it. I tricked you. I tricked you. So they tried to get a hold of him all night to tell him that his patient is crashing. Oh. He was he was busy. Please tell me he was laying on his sofa just lit. He was hooked up with Jerry's drug dealer. Yeah, probably just fucked up Jesus somewhere. I He's just laying on the couch. I don't remember why I didn't include this, but there was a there was some point in which he got into a small car accident and then just like drove off. So, um sociopaths have kind of a problem um following the law. So sometimes they'll have like minor things like stealing or traffic accidents or something like that. I'm sorry, I'm really bad at this. So I can get so right and they're also d- predisposed <laughs> to doing drugs. They want to get in trouble. I don't think I don't know if they want to get in trouble. They just do. when you think like you're above everything, you can't help. You're that, gonna like, do no things you're not supposed to do. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying so, that his understanding of the world and the actual rules that exist, they they, they, they don't, don't apply coincide. to him. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. Oh, exactly. So that's so crazy. Yeah. So they try to get a hold of him all night. He's like on some bender, something like that. Uh, he comes, he doesn't respond to any of the messages. And um, he comes in the next day and he schedules an elective surgery for a woman named uh, Eford. Her last name, Eford, his next patient. We'll talk about her in a minute. Um, How soon after this one? Did he schedule it like back the next to back? So, okay, see, so I think he knew. Yeah. I have to get on as many of these fuckers yes. as I can yeah. before. Because they're about to shut me down. They're about yeah. to shut my shit down, yeah. Yeah, because when he got to work that morning, he was actually met there by but, staff and was like, you got to come in here because she's going down. You know, I thought you were going to say they met him and they were like, don't come back. No, <laughs> that's don't complete come opposite. Here. Come in here and help us? <laughs> yeah, so... Um, he, when he was met by the staff, he like didn't even acknowledge what they were saying and kept telling them to schedule an OR for Eford. Like no acknowledgement whatsoever. Right, he's done. He's done we, with that. We're, we we're doing this now. Yeah. And so this would be his third day, his third day at this, at Dallas Medical Clinic. That's it. His third wow. day. He's, he was late, by the way, when he got there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even murder on time. <laughs> yeah. So I have a quote here um, from Kyle Kissinger. He was a, a, a nurse um, that met him that morning to tell him about Brown's condition. He said, quote, the moment he walked in that morning, I immediately got... I immediately got to him and said, look, you need to call upstairs. There's something wrong with your patient from yesterday. It was met with very little concern, almost like he was blowing it off. That's straight from the nurse who told him about it. Like, met him there. I was like, you've got to go. She's she's going downhill and... And the, it and was the just nurse. like, but have you scheduled Eford though? So that's even, that's even worse yeah. because nurses are used to telling doctors stuff and they don't care. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. used to that. Yeah. Nurses are used to being like, hey, by the way, uh, the guy in 18 needs you to run a CBC in his CBG, and you're going to need to do uh, you know, a lymphatic on him. And then the guy in 14 has had a seizure, but he's maxed out on Ativan, so we need to figure out another benzo for him. And then the guy in 11 has a dip in his blood pressure, but we've already got him on all the beta blocks we can get. And then the doc will pick one of those and go, wait a minute, who maxed him out on Ativan? And so he's used to him blowing off two or three things. But for a nurse to be like, all right, I told him one thing. I gave him one room to go to. Yeah. And he yeah. told me to go fuck myself and to schedule the yeah. lady. Yeah. That means that it was over the top. So I have to imagine that Dunch was just like literally arms down like a child going like, oh, yes. what is yeah. it? And, like, and according to the staff, it was so bad. Like her condition was so bad that they begged him to transfer her, if he wasn't going to do anything, to transfer her out of his care so that they could find somebody who would. Wow. And he was, he was still so confer- concerned about staff? this other... A, a bunch of staff that were... Like, more than four people were like, all right, look, four, man, yeah, if you're not going to do anything, yeah. like, I need to call a grown-up. Yes. Holy shit. So we're going to talk about Mary Eford. She was 71. This is July 2012. Oh, Mary. I remember Mary. So Mary is the one that he kept trying to schedule instead of deal with Brown. He schedules her elective surgery. 
it required, this is a weird surgery that required constant x-rays because they're placing screws in a certain place where they literally had to click it and he could look and see where he was. Click it, look and see where he was. Okay. So have you ever seen an x-ray before, Bill? Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten x-rayed. So on that x-ray, could you point out to me and tell me where the bones are? Uh, yeah. Not specific <laughs> bones. I don't know bones. But no, you, but you, but you I know can the look at it between and bone say, and not bone. Isn't that the this whole is point bone? of an x-ray is yes. to see bones yes. versus not bones? Thank bone you, Bill. Not bones. <laughs> yes. Okay. I want you to keep that in mind. <laughs> bones versus not bones. That's, see, I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I want I marry me. Of bills are bones. <laughs> you see this area here? That's where there's no. Surrounded bones. by doctors with clipboards, going. Hmm, yes, yeah. actually, he's notes. Well, like, well he done. already yeah. knows more. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> like, no bones. bones. So. Clearly, this part is not bone. It's okay. Not, not for <laughs> so. This requires constant x-rays. You're supposed to be looking up and checking them and and placing there. Um, While he was in there, he severed one of her nerve roots during spinal fusion surgery. Irreparable, by the way. Yeah. Mm. Well, never heal, never repair, nothing to do about it. Um, Dead the second it's disconnected. And and that nerve root was in a completely part that he was, a different part than he was even supposed to be in. Good job, buddy. So he was actually operating on the wrong portion of her neck. Um, he actually twisted a screw into another nerve. Oh, oh. He left oh. screw holes on the opposite side of her spine Jesus where he had tr- where he had put them in and then took them out and was like, no, that's not right. Drilled all the way through. <laughs> Drilled all the way through. Yeah. I don't like that. Move it. it and like and he look. I spelled my name. <laughs> oh, I missed the stud better. He even failed to remove the disc. He was even supposed to be in there to remove. Um, he, like a college kid hanging a poster. Not there. Oh, there's the stud. So right. he didn't remove what he was supposed to remove. The disc Jeez. he was supposed to remove. He left surgical hardware in her muscle when he was supposed to place the hardware in her bone. Again, what? Bill, if I asked you to cut a pork chop. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a big difference between bone and muscle. Yeah, you, I mean, most of us know the difference between Jesus bone and muscle. Oh, Christ. Yeah, if so. If I asked you to drill a screw into the bone of a pork chop, yeah. would you be able to tell after <laughs> you drilled it if it was in the bone or the muscle? Uh, yeah. If you drill it in the muscle and you touch it, what's it going to do? It's going to move around. It's going to wiggle around, right? If you drill it in the I'm, bone and you touch it, what's it going to do? It'll be solid. It'll, It'll be move. solid and it I'm, won't move. I'm glad you said that because there were actually... So there was a team in there with him. And that team collectively warned him over and over and over that he was doing things wrong. He never acknowledged them. Uh, they said you're not doing this correctly. You're not. You're putting in, you know, places where it's supposed to be in the bone. You're putting it in the muscle. This can't be right. The hardware that was in that muscle, they said, was so loose it just like flopped around, just flopped around in there. And he just left it. He just left it in there. So another thing about that, we're talking about cocaine, right? Just yeah. so you know, cocaine is a fantastic drug for short bursts of high. And he's expected to have gone on a bender this night before. So Okay, so here's the thing. Long-term cocaine use has euphoric serotonin dopamine receptor effects. Okay, so they're the drugs that make you feel good, right? So if you use them for too long, then you uh, stop producing those chemicals on your own, just like anything else, just like alcohol. Yeah. If you use alcohol for too long, your body will stop producing thiamine which it produces in very small amounts, and you need a little bit of it. So enough thiamine deficiency will cause Wernicke's encephalopathy. Wernicke's encephalopathy is a dependence on thiamine without an ability to produce. So if you don't have thiamine in your body from the alcohol, you just don't have it. And then your body will go through all kinds of horrible physiological changes, including status epilepticus, which is seizures that do not stop until you die. So, here's the thing about cocaine. Because you're producing serotonin and dopamine, when you do cocaine and your body stops producing them, you can only recognize that you get those things from cocaine or you'll associate it with the place that you do cocaine. 
And in some cases, patients who have been on cocaine for a long, long time will tell you that when they go back to where they used to do cocaine, every time I visit my buddy's old apartment, I don't know why, but I just want to do cocaine. Yeah. So I think that he has transferred the high that he gets from cocaine and now associates that same high with, with surgery. surgery. So since yeah. cocaine doesn't last very long, but surgery is two to three hours, right? he's experiencing okay. those things just while he's doing surgery. Here's the other thing cocaine does to you. Cocaine will dampen the sensory response from your nerve endings to your brain while heightening the sensory parts of your body that have nothing to do with anything. Some people tell you that just uh, while they're doing cocaine, they can uh, touch their own ear and just pull on it enough that for whatever reason, that one thing to that one guy, that is euphoric, and he could feel that better than anything else. Some people like loud music. Some people like to just drink stuff like water, just the touch of water on their lips, but, but they can't feel their fingertips. They can't smell anything while they're on cocaine. Their vision gets blurry while they're on cocaine. Colors mean nothing to them. It's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. There's no real studies that narrow down exactly what cocaine does to anyone else. But I wonder if he'd been on cocaine for so long, Bill can tell the difference between a pork chop's bone and a yeah. pork chop's meat. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if he couldn't. I wonder if prolonged exposure and use, he literally, I, I mean, he needs to be doing the act. He needs to be drilling into the spine. He needs to be have the patient open their life in his hands. He needs to be doing the surgery, but he literally can't tell what he's doing anymore. Maybe, yeah. Well, and but I, then how you could you could visually see it though? So or it, can he? Can he not? We don't. Know. I mean, is he blurred in? Does he? Mm-hmm. Does he just look down? Maybe, but and then that kind of red mush. The, the 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 narcissist. Oh angle, yeah, you might be right because you know? again, it's his toy. Well, he got mad when he couldn't see. So I don't know. I don't know. I will say that for this surgery specifically, um, for Eford's surgery, the staff did mention, I will say 98% of the staff mentioned that he had dilated pupils and they thought that he was intoxicated. Dilated pupils is a very common side effect of cocaine use. And we're not talking about just somebody going, oh, he's, these are medical professionals. They, they know what it's dilated our, people saw. It's our job to tell if you're high. Yeah. So there were six people in the room with them. Five of them said he had dilated peoples. So and the other one was on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so Eford woke up. Um, she was left paralyzed. She later recalled waking up feeling excruciating play, uh, pain on a scale of 1 to 10. She was a 10 plus. She could not move her legs. Um, and and she blatantly said, I don't know what he did to me, but do not let him near me again. She literally said, keep him away from me. Ta-da! I would too. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Our Finally. first person yeah. who's like, he did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. many patients in is this? Well, Seven, eight? Did another, a lot. Did another doctor come in and try and fix anything? So, Robert Henderson performed the salvage surgery on Eford. When Henderson saw the imaging from Dunch's surgery, because they had to take the x-rays the entire time, um, he was certain that there would be legal action. Like, so much so that he would not perform the salvage surgery without it being recorded. No kidding. Yeah. For, Good on him. Yeah. Listen, for a uh, doctor or any medical professional to request being recorded. Yeah. That is big time. Yeah. That means like, like, I want to make you're sure you're going to prison, yeah. dude. We're going to repeat this to court. <laughs> I need to make this sure this could be on the fucking news. I need to make yeah. sure they know that this was not like this when I got here. This was <laughs> like this when I got here. I did not I do this. Found her like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what he found when he opened her up. He said was like the result of a child playing with tinker toys. Ah, That's what you said, man. Mm -hmm. Um, Henderson described his surgery as an assault and concluded that Eford would have been bedridden for the rest of her life had he not done the salvage surgery. Oh, he fixed her like 100%? He fixed her. Yeah, he fucking did. Yeah. So, she did actually, she required three additional surgeries to fix her. Oh, my God. But she did get fixed. Jesus. So, here's some red flags. 
some red flags from uh, the video. A surgical assistant says the whole midline structure is just flopping in here. Midline of the hardware? That's that's all I heard, and I've red flagged it. The whole midline structure is just flopping in here. Wow. That Jesus. is... That yeah. means... Hold yeah, on what does that mean? Okay, so when they go to repair these places, there's... Uh, and, and, and the surgery, again, was... This is the surgery from Henderson. These are quotes from his uh, repair surgery. All right, but he was repairing what again on her? He was repairing... Just me real quick. There were severed nerve roots. There was a portion of her back that was messed up that he had um, done surgery on that did not need surgery. He had to fix that. No, 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 no. I mean, Dunch initially. What was Dunch there to fix the first time? What was he supposed to fix? It was a spinal fusion. Okay. So all so, of these are... So with spinal fusion, we want to guarantee that the, verte- uh, the vertebra above it and the vertebra below it don't move anymore unless they move together. Mm-hmm. So you got to have at least two points of contact, depending on how wide or how uh, disproportionate or whatever landmarks are present on her... On her, on her actual vertebrae. You need to make sure that the hardware that you're using can connect in at least two places on both bones. So you need at least two screws in the top vertebrae, two screws in the top and in the bottom. Now, if it was a spinal surgery that was more than one fusion, more than one vertebra is being fused together, like three or four, then that would imply that there's a midline structure or that the pieces are like a door hinge, like more than two pieces are connected to the ear. But to say that the entire midline structure of this hardware, if that's what if that's what they're talking it's about. It's just flopping in here. That means he's taken an entire piece of this fusion hardware and not attached it to anything but the muscle. It's just like hanging out in there. Oh my yeah. God. And and that was the thing. Which means the bones can still move, and now there's a piece of metal touching everything that nothing is supposed to touch ever. And and that's the thing, is because he did he did attach it to muscle instead of bone. So another red flag from Henderson's surgery. He says, quote, virtually everything is not done or done in the wrong place. He also says, immediately upon opening the patient's prior scar, I could see a screw penetrating that dural sac from the left side at the bottom. It was just wobbly there. It was like somebody just threw some tinker toys in there or an erector set in there. I had absolutely zero comprehension comprehension of how this surgeon could think that he had done the procedure correctly. That's insanity. Yeah. But at least someone... Well, I guess those other guys tried to fight it, but nothing ever came from that. So. Mm-hmm. At least he recorded it. Something. Yeah, yeah. So I have a uh, interview here. I'm going to play with the nurse who met with him that morning to tell him about Brown. Uh, he's also the one that noticed the butt patch <laughs> missing or whatever. Oh, right, right. <laughs> oh, butt flap. Oh, butt flap. After the surgery began, I started getting the impression that Dr. Dunn didn't really know what he was doing. Everyone involved in that case, from the scrub techs to the x-ray tech to myself to the anesthesiologist, gave each other looks many times during that case because we just didn't understand what he was doing. Tragically, what happened in the end is Florella Brown died less than 24 hours after her surgery. The following day, Dr. Dunn was set to perform a spinal fusion on Mary Eford. I was the operating room nurse for patient Mary Eford as well. As he was working and he started putting in screws which are meant to go into the spine, every single person in that OR told him that's in soft tissue. And his response was, I know where it's at, I can see it, it's in the spine. The next day, a new surgeon was brought in, Dr. Henderson, and he was going to perform a second surgery on Mary Eford to hopefully repair what Dr. Dunch had done. When I got to the operating room, the operative field kind of looked like a bomb went off. There was a loose screw that was not stabilizing anything. The screw was penetrating the spinal sac. There was spinal fluid leaking out of the sac. We discovered that the L5 nerve root had been amputated. Discovering what he had done and not done, I was more concerned that he was an imposter, that he was not a neurosurgeon, that he was not a surgeon. He may not even be a doctor. That's how bad this was. He felt that anyone with a basic knowledge of human anatomy would know that he was operating in the wrong area of uh, Eford's back. I, I want to say 
everybody down to an EMT basic takes some sort of anatomy and physiology. Can't confirm. So he should have at least known. Anyway. Bill knows the difference between <laughs> pork chop bone and yeah. pork chop meat. Yeah. So Henderson, after doing this uh, repair surgery, he actually sent Dunch's picture to the University of Tennessee um, because he 100% thought that someone was using his name and his medical license. He oh, sent wow. a picture. And he was the one using his medical license. <laughs> They're like, no, that's him. Yeah, he's a dipshit. We hated him when he was Exactly. Here too. <laughs> to determine whether he actually had a degree from that institution. Sucks at football, yeah. too. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was him. They were like, yep, that's him. He called Dunch's fellowship supervisor in Memphis, as well as a supervisor of Dunch's residency, just to confirm that it was. <laughs> he Jeez. called all of. Yeah. So it was then God, learned. I can't imagine what he found yeah. in her back to make him go that far. To be, I mean, think about the other cases we heard where no yeah. one did anything. Yeah. So what did he find in her back? That he was, that like, he was like, this cannot gotta, stand. I'm not doing anything till this dude's yeah. off Or was the he table. the only decent human being? Maybe. Ah, yeah, the only one that actually cared about the patient instead of how much money. Is that how I'm always exactly. forgot. Oh, that one guy tried to fight him. Yeah, that one did. That one guy did. He fist, fight. fist fought him. So we got two good dudes. Hoyle, Hoyle, and all these people, and yeah. every single other person yeah. is a human pile of garbage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Seems like two extremes. <laughs> well, you know, it is what it is. No gray. <laughs> so he called around all these places, and that's when uh, Henderson learned about that incident that led him into the impaired physician program. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, so yeah. he lasted less than a week there at that facility. Less than a week? Remember. Are the, we counting the, the end of this remember day? Remember, Eford's surgery was on day three. Jesus Christ. He was there for three days. Yeah. Oh, okay, so he wasn't there for four days. Because no. I think I would be like, all right, security, here's a picture of it this was, dude. Yeah, <laughs> don't guy, let him back in the middle. Less, this guy walks in here yeah. and tase him in the nuts. Less mm. than a week after that surgery and administrators pulled his privileges there, despite both of his surgeries at Dallas Medical Center going horribly wrong, um, hospital officials did, did not report him to the NPDB. God. Okay, Hold, there's got to be something else there. No, Do but, we know how many successful surgeries well, were in between all this? Here's the three. Thing. I read he had three successful surgeries. Here's the thing. So at the time, at the time, hospitals weren't required to report doctors to the NPDB if they only had temporary privileges. That's why he wasn't reported. Oh, okay, because he was on three. probation anyway. But no, yeah, I, so, I get they're not required, but... There were five. Okay. Five successful And I surgeries. bet they were in his early days, like when he had to establish that he was good, then he has the name, then yeah, he has, yeah. and then he then he can do what he wants. Out of 38, he had 38 surgeries. Five were successful. So if he can and, do successful surgeries. And, and I want to add. He's not incompetent. I want to add by successful, we just mean they yeah. didn't die or, or complain or get mangled. Because, the, <laughs> because there is one woman we're going to hear from later uh, that. He literally fixed nothing. She went in the same. She came out. So I think it just. Hey, at least he didn't make it, it worse. At I think least she didn't me out die. Touch my boob and sent me back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if I was her, I'd be like, I'm yeah. alive. I don't care. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Like, my leg hurts know. sometimes, but I'm good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm breathing. So exactly. I can still check the mail if I want. <laughs> so <laughs> after leaving Dallas Medical Center and getting his privileges taken away. He receives privileges at Southampton Community Hospital in Dallas. All I'm learning here is how broken. So, the hospital, so yeah. well, he's going to smaller and smaller hospitals. Yeah. So, well, mean, yeah, but he's still just like, hey. Uh, he's going to do everything he can and exactly. he can't right. anymore. And at the same time, um, he also takes a job at an outpatient clinic called Legacy Surgery Center in Frisco. And so what kind of surgeries do they do? Minimal outpatient surgery. That's his fucking mo. Hey, I just want to come in here and do some basic stuff. Yeah. I just want just to do some the little. Tip. Yeah, just oh. the tip of my so I want to talk about something that Bill said earlier. Like, is he on Yelp? Is there like a can we leave him a one star? Or whatever? Oh yeah, forget about that. So he did have his own website. Yeah, he did. And of course, there there were things like Yelp back in the day, um, but he had employed someone to scrub the internets. 
Oh, clever. Of any negative comments. No shit. And and the only reason we know this is because Henderson and Dr. Kirby were on to him now. Dr. Kirby had done one of the revision surgeries from another one of his patients. Right. And they started talking to each other. And they were... Uh, looking through his website and all this stuff and they would notice anytime that they would go back they would see a neg- negative comment it wouldn't last a day it Please was gone the next tell day. me that this dude's website plays like <laughs> uh, right when you go into it, it's just, <laughs> and it's just him with shades on <laughs> i will tell you that it does play like an infomercial because he made one and we'll get to that later yeah <laughs> how do you feel about yourself if like, I, I realize there are bad people out there and they do bad things. But, like, a doctor, a surgeon comes to you and be like, look, some people have been saying some bad stuff about me and, like, my job because I fuck up a lot. Can you, like, make sure no one sees that? Oh, you mean <laughs> like, the, the guy that the had guy to scrub that's the, the scrubs it? I know? suspect like, because Jerry was in charge of his website and PR, I suspect that Jerry did it. So he was the one putting him into contact with all of these other people like the person who developed his website and all this stuff I think that he just went to those people and said just scrub that but I mean like that he had already point, made a, that it's, it's those a, connections like alright if you work like on the internet or something you don't have one gig you have multiple it's not like yeah. a person in a surgery room where like oh this is my career and I could lose it forever yeah like that I can kind of understand but like it's the narcissistic part take- of his brain <laughs> No, I get him not wanting them to be there. I don't get the person, like, how do you feel okay? Like, someone's well, like, he paralyzed what if me. Oh, you let me mean just like if he, if, he, if he just, like, presented it differently. Like, hey, I'm a surgeon. I can't have negative things on here. They're going to be looking into my social media. Yeah. So yeah. I need you to go through my social media. And if you see any of these, like, crazy just patients that come in here, just de- delete it. You're but forgetting. But are you okay? Because... You go read them, and they're, they're like, not a he killed my mom. But and you're also, like, Ugh. Yeah. Like, how about a restaurant? You know, it's, it's a, a surgeon. It's yeah. a doctor. Well, he's, I don't know. He is making half a million dollars a year, and he's got a lot of cocaine. So he can pay that's somebody. What I, yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> to. People are garbage. Well done. World's yeah. a nightmare. People are garbage. Yep. World's a nightmare. That's okay, it. so. Okay. I'm sorry. I except the four of us. I forgot that the world's a nightmare. So he's got some patients after that at these places. The first patient at this new place, his name is Jeff Cheney. This is now September 2012. Jeff Cheney is a father um, to three and grandfather to six. He went to Dunch to try to relieve pain that moved from his shoulder down his arm. Um, And he said, quote, Dr. Dunch assured me I'd be 100% pain free immediately after the surgery. He definitely had confidence. So while he was there, he actually, in the surgery, he damaged the spinal cord. He removed some of the spinal cord by mistake. Uh, He left him without feeling on the right side of his body. And before this, uh, he had actually asked Dunch if he had ever lost any patients during a surgery, kind of like the other one. Um, and he was laughed at. Never during. Never during. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> Lose anybody it's interesting, during surgery. It's interesting how they were all paralyzed different in different ways. I know. You know? I know. It's That's like, like he's playing with it. Yeah. So crazy. He, yeah. He, What's that spinal cord? So after surgery, he woke up in a lot of pain. Dr. Dunch told Jeff that the pain would go away, that he was being overdramatic, and that he would get back to normal in no time. Drama queen. Yeah. You're being a huge baby right now, sir. All I did was mangle you for the rest of your life. Hey, you better breathe again. I only took a little bit of your spinal cord. All right, you got plenty of it. Huge baby right now, sir. He asked him why he couldn't use the right side of his body. And Dr. Dunch looked at him and said, quote, I don't know why you're this way. Everything went perfect in there. That's yeah. a perfect you for him. Yeah. Like you yeah. Operator error. No empathy. Yeah. None. Uh, Jeff Cheney had 10 additional surgeries to try to correct the damage, but has never been fully successful. Still uses arms, though? One. He right. he he did the left side, right? He did regain after some of the surgeries, he did regain the use of of his whole body again. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, um, good. 
but he still cannot do certain things. He said, and I quote, I learned that if I walk and swing my hip, I can move my leg. Uh, oh, he's not Jesus. actually. Yeah, yeah no, he's not actually. He's better. Yeah, yeah, no. So the next patient. No. <laughs> There's 38 of these. Strap I, I can't in, do this. Is can't there do really anymore. 38? No. <laughs> oh. Tex Muse, December 2012. He had degenerated disc disease in his back. Um, Dunch took x-rays of him and told him that he needed immediate surgery, and it was scheduled for three days later. That just made my stomach drop because I know that degenerative disc surgery means that everything is way easier to break down. Mm. Yeah. So made no, my yeah, no with. shit. Hey, this man yeah. is how old? Uh, he was a young man. I don't, I can't recall how old he was, but you he was younger. You have easy to break bone syndrome? Uh, I'd like to go like break all your bones. He was like 21 or 22. <laughs> yeah. Turn um, your bones into did dust. Did he start doing fly hands immediately? <laughs> <laughs> Easily broken bones, you say. Don't mind if I do. Let's get you in in three days. Is that good? Um, what yeah. Are doing right now. <laughs> right now, right roll now. over. <laughs> I got, I got a timer. He actually had read about Martin's death one day before his surgery, and he called Doctor Dunch to ask him about it. And Doctor Dunch cussed him out. What? Yeah. Oh, so he, he said, was like, he's right surgery. here. You want to yeah, talk to him? I'm done. You're gonna yeah. can't. Curse me out for asking yeah. about someone you killed. Yeah, I read in the news you killed yeah. a guy. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. Sorry. Fuck you, dude. You're yeah, I'll see you tomorrow, eight o'clock. Never yeah. mind. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. But so this one is kind of different in the fact that during the surgery, Tex had an actual legitimate reaction to the anesthesia. Um, while he was going under, uh, he began throwing up profusely. Okay. Dunch had absolutely no empathy and told the anesthesiologist to hurry up and put him under, as he was still barking. You can't do... Well, yeah. he's pausing him out of his playtime. Yeah, that's There's true. something that's in true. between yeah. now and I can't yeah. play until you knock this piece of shit out. Uh, the only reason we know this is because psycho. Tex, the patient, actually heard him say that. No! Yeah. What? Yeah, because yeah. he's he not under. He doesn't care. He wasn't, he wasn't uh-huh. under. I he, care if he hears yeah, him. he had a reaction, and it wasn't. You have in to effect. stop everything. You know what's sad? At that moment, he knew. Oh fuck! He did kill that guy, and sh- he was out. Like that's right? terrifying. Oh, oh my god! That moment, he was like, "Fuck me, no, please!" And he was, and it was done. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Oh Jesus yep. Christ! Thanks so, wherever you are, buddy. dude. I'm so I know, yeah. Man. Yeah, that sucks. He I'm actually, gonna send you wine on your birthday yeah. every year. I know, right? <laughs> so uh, Dunch actually left again. Surgical hardware floating between the spine and the muscle tissue. Jesus. He actually Christ. never touched the area of the back. Green upon for surgery. Um, Muse woke up in considerable pain, uh, but Dunch actually convinced him that it was normal, like the pain he was feeling was normal. And he prescribed him so much Percocet that a pharmacist actually refused to fill the, the prescription. <laughs> oh, my God. He was like, so he stayed in pain? He was like, absolutely not. This will kill him. He wanted uh, to give him two Percocet every two hours. I don't know what the uh, dosage was. Uh, Not that. Not, not <laughs> two Percocet every two hours, no. Take these till you don't feel nothing. And yeah. so I need you to be dead. You can just, you can, just take the whole bottle. Why not? Just take the whole he, bottle. When the whole bottle comes, just yeah. tip yep. it back. Yeah, sit in the tub, you know, turn some music on. <laughs> he oh, eventually okay, did get a prescription that was okay with the pharmacist, and um, it was still really high. And he actually got addicted to opioids because oh. of because of this. So yeah, Damn, he lost so his common. job, lost his wife. Was like it's horribly tex. addicted. Yeah, text. Poor text. I, I just wanted to confirm that the normal dose for a person who's just had surgery is it's like two tablets. Yeah, but it's every at six maximum, to eight. Every six to eight right. hours. Oh yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. he was. Yeah, yeah. Two every two. Yeah. Two every Maybe two. some were for him and then some were for the duck. You know. Like. <laughs> Go pick this up. Come back. Come back. Yeah. Uh, half oh, for me. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Let's just party. And here's how Percocet works. Uh, pain relief is felt between 30 minutes and one hour. The effects are felt for four to six hours. The half-life being two to three hours. Yeah. So before the half-life of the medication is even worn off, I want you to take another one. Mm-hmm. So this next surgery, Jacqueline Troy, December 2012. Uh, this is where I want you to explain some stuff to us here, Rick. Uh, during this surgery... 
Troy's esophagus had been pinned under a plate near her spine, and Dunch had actually poked holes in her trachea. Yeah, I'm made of questions. Is he coming through the front or the back? I don't know. He cut out off into one of her vocal cords. What was the surgery? I think he went through the front. I think we all know what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a spinal, spinal stuff? Spinal stuff. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Whatever, whatever. He's going through... Through the front. He had to be to do he any had of that to be, damage. Yeah. To do any of that damage, he was yeah. going through the front. Yeah. All right. And you said the esophagus was found pinched in between. It was pinned under a plate near her spine. A, yeah. An orthopedic plate. Yeah. Like one of our pieces of hardware we put in. A piece of hardware. Yeah. Didn't your How was that? It's pretty big. It's pretty big. It's pretty big. It's also easily recognizable by anyone who's ever read an A&P book yeah. in their life. Yeah. So, the way that your body is structured from front to back, if you reach up with your index finger and touch your Adam's apple, okay, that's your trachea. Yeah. There we go. Directly behind that, almost like they're standing in a line, is your esophagus and then your spine. They're big, open pipes. Yeah. Big, hollow structures Mm -hmm. inside your body. For the uh, procedure I mentioned earlier, cricothyrotomy. Um, it the trachea is the easiest to identify because it has a set of cricoid rings on the front. That's what you feel these little doodles when you reach up and touch your throat. We cut through a single layer of soft tissue, uh, skin, and a slight barrier of some muscular tissue, but it's not activatable. You know, uh, I guess it is if you swallow, but whatever. My point is, it's less than a half inch thick, so we're trying to cut through that tissue. Identify with our fingertip, by the way, the cricoid rings, which feel indistinguishable from any other part of the body. That's why they let paramedics do this surgery, because they're so confident you can't fuck it up. So you reach in and you identify those structures with your fingertip, and then you poke through them with the scalpel to make a little hole for your airway, and then you put your tube in. A cricothyrotomy is my way of bypassing your entire head to get to your to your lungs so you can breathe. Yeah. Something is blocked, you're choked, there's a piece of roast or a dinner roll or something, I can't get it out. So I'm just going to go under it and make a new hole that goes straight to your lungs. For him to have done how many surgeries in his fellowship? Even if he did hundreds, that means he's seen 100 tracheas. Yeah. He knows it. He's seen it. He's seen 100 esophaguses. He's moved past those structures. Now, I know it sounds kind of gross, but the esophagus comes down and attaches to your stomach, and the trachea, of course, goes down and goes to your lungs. There's room in your body to move those to the side by just pulling everything up with it. So if I want to move it out of the way so I can see your spine, I just take that structure, move it up into the left or right, however you're going to do it, and then uh, it's out of the way. Now, we're talking halves of inches to get all the movement you would ever need to not attack those structures and they're very easily identifiable i would go so far as to say that they're violently different (laughs) even if you don't recognize ischium uh which is the fibrous tissue that connects lungs to muscles and 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 connects internal organs to muscle walls or anything like that once all that's prepped and cut away so you can get to the spine it's just an open spine Okay, let me ask you this. If you cut an artery, let's just say it's severed in half, how long would it take you to bleed out? It would depend on your heart rate and pressure and, of course, your overall total volume. uh, But arterial bleeds are the most prominent because, depending on the vessel, of course, itself, like we're not talking about the superior vena cava or we're not, or not the vena cava, but uh, we're not talking about the aortic artery. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like a femoral artery or one of the more distal. Right. But I know that a femoral bleed left unchecked will place a patient in decompensated shock in 10 minutes. We're talking Talk. about the artery that runs next to the vocal cords. Carotid. Right. That was severed. How? That was severed <laughs> along with one of her vocal cords was severed. Hey, it's something he'd never done. That's inside the trachea. Something Something new. Something That's inside the trachea. He would have to have deliberately, or just be, I mean, good God, if he didn't do it deliberately, 
then he's just flailing around. Yeah. He's just cutting wild. Yep. I think we kind of believe at this point. He was <laughs> at doing this point, I think we yeah. have to say. He has to have been. Yeah. been. So she was left barely able to speak above a whisper. She did survive. Good for her. I hope she looked him in the face in court. She actually had to be sedated after her surgery for two weeks. Two entire weeks. She had to be knocked out. Well, yeah. Because the damage was so bad. The muscular movement can exacerbate. She had a feeding tube. She had um, stuff was getting into her lungs. They were afraid that she was going to aspirate her baby. And so, yeah. Uh, Despite these mishaps, Dunch was retained by Southampton when new owners brought it and, and renamed it University General Hospital. He brought in a lot of Bill money. Bill is done with this. See, so that, that has <laughs> to have been the world. Well, that man. has to have been How an administrative overlook. No. They have a massive roster of people. Yeah. So they just looked at a list of people and said, all right, keep, obviously, keep the neurosurgeon. Yeah. He makes it's, the most look, money. What? The, he makes like, the most money. Keep had the neurosurgeon. Had to be sedated guy. for two weeks. They didn't look into yeah. his surgery. No, they're not going to They look. didn't look into his surgery. That's how administrative. No one look into his surgeries? No. Like zero? No, they don't. Administratively, all they do. All they Fuck is wrong. I'm glad all <laughs> they the do. <laughs> all they do is look at that online record to see if anything has been, or they, if they needed further, they could call the medical board. But nothing was reported there. So, to them, his record's clean. Why would you call and go? I need to know if there's any. Like you wouldn't unless you knew specifically that you needed to. Uh, I need to call the police, <laughs> and this man needs to be arrested because I have a person that I've sedated for two weeks. Yeah. And that's what makes you better than all those motherfuckers. I am not better than those people. I would just, no, that just makes him a regular, normal person. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That should be so, the basics. <laughs> You've reached the end of our episode. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Join Raven next time on the Sirens Podcast. Do we have an outro? That's our outro, isn't it?